You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, Episode 5 with Chris Holt. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, your body, your body image, and your mind, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show is meant to inspire you and make you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in this week and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Hope you listened to last week's episode with my best friend Steph. If you haven't, we talk about postpartum body image and her experience with the Whole30. She was so honest and open and we received a lot of really good feedback on that episode. So just really thankful for that. And before we get into this episode, I wanted to just remind you of a couple things. And that's first of all, that I have a website where you can find the show notes. All the show notes for this show can be found at ashleypardo.com. And the show notes will be where, you know, if anything is mentioned in the episode, we'll link back to it there. You'll also be able to see where you can find the guests, like if they have a website or if they share stuff on Instagram or something, you'll be able to find it there. I also am on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo and on Twitter and Facebook, but not really act as active as I am on Instagram. I post a lot, or I try to as much as I can on Instagram stories. I also send out a weekly newsletter every Thursday, and I really love writing that newsletter. It's a lot of people tell me it's the best newsletter they receive, and I know you probably get so many emails, but I work really hard on this one. It's just really from the heart, and I think that you would love it if you signed up. And you can do that also at ashleypardo.com. And I also quickly wanted to remind you to please subscribe to the show if you can, and that there's like a really wonky way that we need to subscribe, I mean, not subscribe, to rate and review the episodes. You need to actually do it through your phone. So you need to go uh, into the app store on an iPhone if you have one. You need to, even if you're already subscribed to the podcast, which I think a lot of you are, you need to go and search for it. Even if you're subscribed, so you need to search Heart Food Podcast. You find it there. You click on that. And then once you're, you find it by searching, then you can rate and re- rate and review it. I don't know why it's so difficult to do it, but unfortunately, that's the way it has to be done. So please, if you can, take a moment. It just takes five minutes to rate and review. And I know that in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be having some sort of incentive where I give something away for reviews, but that's the only way that we can get some exposure. Now for this episode, I'm so excited to have Chris on the show and for you guys to hear this episode with him. Uh, it's funny because I've been thinking about having a podcast forever. And a couple months ago, I talked to Chris about it because I, you know, I was like, do you want to be on my podcast if I have one? He's like, yeah, we should do one together. And I really considered it because he's so knowledgeable and down to earth with this type of stuff because um, we have a lot of similar viewpoints. But ultimately, I decided that this is 
you know, a show for women. And I kind of just wanted to have my own podcast, but I do definitely want to have him on again. I think a lot of people might look at Chris and say, oh, he's had it so easy and he's just always been so disciplined. And we definitely get into this in detail in the episode, but he really has an amazing story where he was told that he might not ever have to or that he might not ever work out again. So I think that that really fuels who he is. And I met Chris several years ago because I was a part of his gym, CrossFit Threshold here in Miami. And I met him there. I've been going to CrossFit on and off. I'm not there right now. But he really has such an amazing community that he's fostered there. He's changed so many people's lives. I was really drawn to him because obviously you guys know nutrition is super important to me. It's really important to him as well. He's said from the beginning that if you don't have your nutrition in order, like you could just really get a lot out of it if your nutrition um, is kind of, if you eat real food. So he's always valued that. And for that reason, I really connect with him. He also had brought me in after I had been a member for a couple years um, to do some cooking demos. One time we had like three slow cookers with chickens at the gym, um, at his gym, which was really funny and delicious, actually. And so we've done cooking classes. He also brought me in because obviously I am very passionate about the emotional side of our relationship with food. So he brought me in to kind of talk to people about that and to teach people like, you know, you can tell people what to eat, but there's, and and, and everybody kind of knows what to eat, right? But to actually do it and to change your life in that way, there's a lot more involved with the emotions and the feelings. So he kind of brought me in so we could partner together and give lectures and give talks to people in his gym about feelings and food and strategies and things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We talk about a little bit about CrossFit. We talk about just movement in general. We talk about his story. We talk about how people can change their lives and how to live with passion and just be fierce overall. It's really important. And I hope you notice that that's, you know, where he's coming from. I know that that he comes from that place of just really wanting to change people's lives and to have an impact. Similar to me, he used to be in architecture. I wasn't in architecture, but I had a corporate job and so did he, and he left it to start his own business. So uh, I know that his, he thinks his life's purpose is to help people out. And we talk about where you can find him and where his gym is. So without further ado, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Chris Holt has a bachelor's degree in architecture from the University of Miami, but left that profession in 2008 to open the second and now currently oldest CrossFit affiliate in Miami. He's a level two certified CrossFit trainer and holds CrossFit certification in endurance running, movement and mobility, and Olympic weightlifting. His affiliate, CrossFit Threshold, is going into their 10th year of business. He's an avid seal fit enthusiast and truly believes the root of most challenges people have when it comes to achieving their goals stems from a nutritional issue. Love that last statement. So I'm sitting here with Chris. We're actually at his gym, CrossFit Threshold. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. As if we hadn't been sitting here for 20 minutes already. Well, it's my first <laughs> podcast, so this is pretty cool. It is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. 
Like wow. my brother does it a lot, and so, and I feel bad for saying this, but I've never listened to any of them. But oh, okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start getting into it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here, and I've talked to you about it before that I wanted to have you on just because I think that you're such a wealth of knowledge in the movement space and nutrition, and what really appealed to me about you is that like you said in your bio you put such an emphasis on nutrition and even at here at the gym you're known for like walking around and being like how's nutrition (laughs) and you know that's like your slogan and your saying and um you really value when you say from day one I remember when I first walked in here that was what you said your nutrition presentation you gave the example of like two different guys doing the same thing for years and one of them had developed into this whole other person, you said, basically because of, obviously he worked out, but because of his nutrition. Yeah, and he was traveling more, so he didn't work out as much. And people, yeah. the other person was coming in, you know, seven days a week exactly. with no change. Yes, yeah, so, yes. So yeah. so I really love that you do that. And you also, like you kind of said in your bio, you're big on seal fits, like the mindset and the mental discipline and things like that. Um, I love talking about the mindset stuff. Uh, It's obviously my favorite. But I wanted to have you on also to speak about male body image, which is something that's so prevalent in our society. And I think as time goes on, it gets even more prevalent with social media, people having pressure to look a certain way. And I think that every woman has had like a bad body image thought or a bad body image day in their life. Like, I don't think any woman is immune to it. Literally every woman I know. And it's for women, it's becoming more talked about, mm-hmm. but I know men go through it. You know, I think all men yeah. do it and go through it. Um, you think they all just, men? I think they do. I think okay. that they just either don't admit it yeah. um, or they, you know, like anything else, it's just out of sight, out of mind. If I don't talk about it, I'm just a guy and this is, I'm just going to be, you know, macho and whatever. But the fact of the matter is, I think anyone that's, not happy with the way they look or is overweight or dealing with health issues mm-hmm. based on, you know, weight or whatever. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. I yeah, think yeah, you can, yeah, there are, we have here a lot of guys that are overweight and they don't look in mirrors, you know, and like your I'm, clients yeah, tell you that. Yeah. 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 So that I have one guy that says he was in the mall and he was going down an escalator and sometimes they have mirrors there and he goes out of his way to avoid mirrors. Cause he can't. Yeah. Because he doesn't like looking at himself. And then, well, the deeper issue there means he can't face. Yes. He can't face himself. Yeah. You know, because. So I think it's not a singular thing with just women. I think um, yeah. it's just a, a human thing. I think. Yes. Uh, especially, like you said, with social media, um, whether you know it or not, you're getting bombarded with these images and these uh, these physiques or whatever it is. Um, especially with now functional fitness and all these buzzwords going around that the body image is changing. It's not about being skinny and being mm-hmm. jacked. Yeah. It's yeah. about being lean and kind of just, you know, more functionally, you know, fit where yes. you and strong. Strong. Yeah. yeah. So strong and fast. Yes. So I think seeing that too, you know, um having the CrossFit games televised now and, and, and now it's getting out there more, uh, you know, I think guys and girls, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know? And no guy talks about it. Like no none. guy will. No guy no. will talk I mean, about it. Unless like, it's in the uh, 
a private conversation um, with a woman. With a woman, probably. <laughs> like, I don't maybe picture... maybe not even that. You know, like sometimes they don't even want to admit. Yeah, those things, no, you know? no. I'm saying if it does happen, it hard. It's like not going to happen between two guys. Yes, yeah. and then the we have part, lots of guys yeah. in the gym that celebrate the dad bod. You know, and it's yes. like a thing. Yeah, you know, and I think that's another thing with social media. Yeah, um, that has. Uh, what do you this... mean by dad bod exactly? I know what it means yeah, for the but, listeners. Yeah, so just like from what I understand, what I see as a dad bod is just a guy that's not really overweight, but uh-huh. maybe midsection big, okay. and then just kind of like playing on, he's not he's not obese. Uh-huh. You know, he's just out of shape, but not in shape. So it's like thing. under the assumption you just had a baby. Yes. No time. Yes. So here's yes. What, yes. what's happened. Yeah. And they say what, like the guy's supposed to put on sympathy weight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Support weight. Yeah, for, I, don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> for true, the but, woman. Yeah. Um, but so I really wanted to talk to you about that because yeah. we've known each other for like four years, um, and I know we've had conversations about it before. But I want to bring awareness to body image in general, and I think the male body image is really important. And like I said, you're one of the only guys that I ever hear talk about it. Like. I've never heard my dad say anything. My boyfriend will say some things to me here and there. And I know he tells me what he feels, but he kind of like jokes about things. You know what I mean? Nothing serious. But I feel like if I were to go up to a man and be like, tell me about your body image stuff, they'd be like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, I'm just more vocal about it because, uh, I don't know. I just, I've always been the type of person. Yeah, I talk about my feelings. I'm, yes. I'm, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I don't. It's hard for me to lie, and if you, if I am lying, it's very easy to t- detect it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm. You know, I will admit that I'm hypersensitive. You know, I think. Yes. Yes. Just based on my childhood and the way I was brought up in a lot of circumstantial things, um, I was just a lot closer with my mom, and yeah. because of that. Um, you know, I don't, I was never, it was never weird to talk about your feelings. It was yeah. never weird to talk about things you were self-conscious about, yeah. you know? So I think that's uh, just a factor of my, my upbringing. But, yeah. yeah. And I think that that's a testament to the way you run the gym. It's, it has an extremely welcoming and yeah. open environment, a good vibe, everybody's friends. And you, I think, promote that just because of like the way you are. Yeah. And I, I always, uh, big advocate of, of communication if you don't talk yes. about it then you can't you can't get you can't solve anything you know or you exactly. can't I think the biggest issue is having a conversation you know it's the, yes. the white elephant in the room that's why I asked the question how's nutrition because yes. no one wants to talk about it yeah so I mean and and I tell people unless we have an open honest dialogue about it uh-huh. nothing's going to change exactly you know? and so. you are unlike the typical trainer which is just like kill yourself yeah push it do this you like you talk to people you care you care about the nutrition. Because the, the, which we'll probably cover, but nutritional things or just diet in general is very emotional, you know? Yes. And so I think you, know, I you know need that. to know about what those people's issues are. What are they, what is their stress in their life? What's causing them to, to do what they're doing? Because that's the root of the problem. Yeah. You know? Well, and, anything, any cause is just a, you know, yeah. it's like the symptom. Absolutely. You know, underlying it. But before we get into all of that stuff, how did you get to where you are now? Give people like a f- couple minutes yeah. synopsis. Um, real quick. Um, so like I, I've lived overseas most of my life. Uh, I'm a triplet, uh, identical triplet. My brothers and I were adopted from Korea. Uh, my dad uh, is from Pennsylvania. My mother is from New York. Uh, my dad works for ExxonMobil. So I, we spent most of my life overseas. So from kindergarten to 10th grade, we lived in Italy, Singapore, London, and Norway. 
Um, from there, I was exposed to a lot of different cultures, cuisines, customs. Um, and for me, one thing that was uh, consistent through every country we lived in was, was sports. And so that's what I identified with as a younger kid um, all through high school. And then um, starting in eighth grade, I had what started in eighth grade, which ended right around my sophomore year of college. Um, just a bunch of different um, lung surgeries. I've had four collapsed lungs and multiple surgeries. I had a really bad car accident my sophomore year. So I was in and out of hospitals for a while. And it led me to being very active to being very inactive. And so that was a really rough time because for me, my identity was physical activity, sports, exercise. Um, and that's how I met friends. You know, mm -hmm. So um, getting into college, uh, I went to the University of Miami. Um, it was right after my last lung surgery. I entered college around 122 pounds. I was just skin and bone. Um, doctors said I was never allowed to lift weights again. Uh, the only thing I was bound to was swimming, Pilates, or yoga. Those are the three options I had. Um, so basically, you know, I, I didn't accept that. So fast forward, I just did a lot of bodybuilding getting to Miami because Miami's all about the beach bod and I didn't know anything else. Mm -hmm. um, I was new to exercise, uh, especially weight training. Um, so by my junior year of college, uh, I went from 122 pounds to about 190 pounds. So I gained a lot of weight. Okay. Um, I thought I looked awesome. <laughs> I just looked in pictures. I, it's just so sad. I'm like, wow, you're just a fat mess. Like you just look so, like swollen. Okay. Like there's something, you just look puffy, you know? Yes. Okay. And I just thought that was the look, uh -huh. you know, it's just upper body, no legs Swole. because yeah, it's beach body. Yeah. You know, chicken yeah. legs, upper body, big, yes. all good. You can yeah. just wear jeans to hide your legs, you know, because Upside leg days, yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then basically I went through that phase and guys don't talk about this a lot, but guys go through phases that are in the fitness world that they want to be really, really huge and jacked like a bodybuilder. And then they want to be super lean and ripped like Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. So then you go, you, you go through these ups and downs and you know, your goals change or your, not really your goals, the aesthetic that you want changes. So I went from bodybuilding, um, to endurance running. So I just ran marathons. Mm -hmm. So I would drop down to about 150 pounds and I thought I was the fittest ever because I ran a full marathon. I'm like, I'm more fit than I've ever been. Well, pause. I yeah. think that's the common, um, popular opinion. I yes. want to get fit. Let me just run a marathon, yes. which yes. is missing an entire yeah you both ends you're specializing yes. so the thing is when i got to one end where i could you know lift a lot of weight i got to another end where i could just run forever yes and then i realized all right i can't do anything all i can do is run i can't do a push-up i can't do a pull-up yes i mean now i'm now i'm just skinny yeah. you know yeah and then kind of fell into crossfit around 2005 when everyone saw the movie 300 and so yeah. obviously you know, they look great. So I was just kind of researching what they were doing and it led me eventually to CrossFit and CrossFit really promotes, it's not about aesthetics. Yeah. You know, their whole, um, it's aesthetic motto, as a byproduct. Yeah. We you say know. your appearance is a consequence of your fitness level. If you're fit yes. based on what we promote fitness as in terms of being able to move large, those long distances quickly, um, in, you know, unknown and unknowable situations and just being prepared for anything, not specializing in anything and just being for the, lack of a better term, mediocre at everything, yeah. you're going to look better just because you can do more. You're more valuable, yeah. you know? So I uh, got into that, and that's kind of how I fell into that. I left architecture in 2008. And so then, you were working in a corporate. Yeah, I was working for Swanky Hayden Connell Architects, which in 2008, they had just turned 100 years old. They wow. had offices in Moscow, Paris, uh, London, New York, Miami, um, Istanbul, and they actually just... 
uh, went bankrupt last oh, year. Oh, wow. So well, good they, thing you're not with them. Yeah, <laughs> like crazy. They, they yeah. totally went out of business. But, okay. um, but yeah, I, I left architecture because I really feel like I wasn't making a, a difference anywhere, you okay. know. So um, you felt that calling, like sure. something tugging at you. Yeah, yeah. So getting into CrossFit, I just, I enjoyed it just for myself. But I, just seeing what it was doing for me aesthetically, physically, mentally, I was like, man, this is going to be big. You yeah. know, I, I, everyone's going to eventually going to be doing CrossFit. In Miami at the time, no one had heard of it. Okay. So I said, this is going to be just like, eventually when someone says they do yoga, everyone knows what yoga is. Yes. Or they know someone that does yoga. Yes. Or maybe has tried yoga. Uh-huh. And that's what CrossFit, I think, uh, I knew was going to get to a point where you just say CrossFit. Everyone knows what it is, whether you tried it or not. You may know someone you do it, a relative. That's how big it's going to be. Yeah. And at the time trying to explain what it was yeah. was near impossible mm-hmm. so um yeah so that's kind of how I fell into it and then uh for me I was feel like I felt like I was making a bigger difference uh on a smaller scale with the individual rather than anything I did in architecture okay yeah so for me to get someone to stand up straighter smile you know their self-esteem changes yes. um they're getting compliments from their friends uh that to me was that was a bigger like an aha moment, like, okay, I, there's everything about me and who I am, uh-huh. I feel like I can apply to this. Yes. So. Well, you obviously saw a bigger thing underneath all of that. Yeah. You know, like, not only are you getting people to lift heavier weight and getting them to run faster and do any other cool things with their bodies, but you're changing them. Yeah. Changing that, their fundamental idea of themselves. Yeah, and it know? really wasn't, for me, it wasn't about the fitness aspect. It was, it was being able to... Uh, get adults who eventually later down the road we all get to a point where we look at something challenging and we always have self-doubt we always say something like I don't think I can do that or that's not for me or I might pass out if I try that or whatever I need to train to start doing this yes yeah ultimately to get someone to understand that when you see a five-year-old come into a gym or they see someone an adult doing something it's never I can't do that as a kid Kids believe they can do anything. Yeah. So as we get older, we become jaded, obviously. Convention. And so it's very easy to think negative. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't do that. Rather than I want to try that. Let's maybe I could do this. Or yeah. I want to do that. Um, so getting adults to get back to that childhood mindset um, for me was the bigger picture. It yes. wasn't about yeah. how many pull-ups can you do. Exactly. You know? It's like, hey, can you do a pull-up? Yeah. You know? And most people, most women say, no, never. And then I say, well, if you're hanging off the ledge of a building, your life is over. Yeah. Because essentially, that's a pull-up. Exactly. But we've come so far from the basics of just survival that, um, you know, it's it's kind of scary. Sorry. Somebody just walked in, (laughs) so we got a little bit um, off track. But anyway, so so you saw that, like we said, the deeper meaning in all of it, and you really wanted to help people because of that. Yeah. I mean, that for me, it was uh, that whole build it and they will come. You know, yes. that, that mentality. And I think leaving architecture was like jumping off a cliff, you yeah. know, because there was no job security. Yeah. Not that there was job security in general. 2008, everyone got hit. Or even now. Yeah, Like even in now. general. Yeah. You're so, more secure. But the idea of corporate, steady paychecks, nothing changes, that's it, was kind of what I was brought up on. My dad works yes. for ExxonMobil. Yeah, me I mean, too. that's a massive corporation, yes. you know. So to get out into like, you know, don't, you know, essentially private sector and just say, Hey, I'm going to start my own thing. You know, every month is different, you know? Yes. So it's a constant, like with architecture it was great because I can leave the office. Didn't have to think about work. It's yeah. going to be there tomorrow. 
That's it. Nine to five. Exactly. Really eight to six. Yeah. With, with this or anyone that starts their own thing, and it doesn't have to be fitness, any type of business. Yeah. It's a 24 seven, 365 stress. Yeah. And I'd rather be stressed about that, about something that I'm wholeheartedly 110% passionate about than something that I'm like, meh. Yeah. You know? Well, it's your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's a good stress. But yeah. what I was going to ask you before, and I kind of mm-hmm. forgot, is that do you think that doubt mentality, which we all go through, mm-hmm. do you think that that's inherent in everyone? Um, as a child, like you said, we become jaded. No, but do you I, think as I, adults, we all that's our like default? I think yes. Okay. I think well, I mean, there are people that are optimists and yes. they're always going to look for the positive. Yeah. Um, but I think once you get burned. Yeah. You know, you're going to think twice. You're going to assess it differently. You're going to view it differently. You're going to, it plants the seed of worry. You know, before when you don't, you don't understand what failure is. You don't understand what's associated with that. You're just like, yeah, everything's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then as you get burned or things don't work out and you're just like, oh my gosh, like life sucks. Life life is hard. Yes. Yes. Um, So someone once described it to me like this. If you always fear the worst you're staying very low to the ground. And if you're always, if you're thinking you're an optimist, you the class half full, you're soaring high. Yeah. And the problem with that is the higher you soar, the bigger that fall could potentially uh, be. Yes. So a lot of people like to stay low and fear the worst because then nothing They're surprises prepared. them. Yes. You know? and low expectations. Yes. And unfortunately, that misses out on a lot of opportunities. Um, it puts you in, you know, a mindset that you will maybe miss out on opportunities because... Mm-hmm you're too busy just staying low to the ground. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm guilty of that all the time. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I was always a very optimist person, optimistic person. Um, but I think based on, you know, the health issues I had and, you know, stuff that has happened in my life, you know, I can say that, you know, I am a different person because of it, you mm-hmm. know, and not certain things that I'm conscious of, but you know, my mom always says, you know, when you were younger, you're the life of the party. And now there's something different about you. It's just, mm-hmm part of that flame is not as bright anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, when you have chest tubes shoved in your ribs and, yeah. <laughs> and you know, a piece of windshield in your head, yes. life is very different. You know, yeah. you grow yeah. up faster, you understand life is fleeting, life can end at any moment. Yeah. So yeah, there was a moment where I just feared the worst and I always worried and mm-hmm. just worrying about the what ifs and, you know, worrying about bad things that had happened and missing out on the present, you know, and that yes. always reminded me of my basketball coach in high school. Um, he gave me some advice and, uh, it was after my third lung surgery and I was super depressed. Um, and he pulled me into his office and I was 16. I'll never forget coach Andre. That was his name. Um, he said to me, he played football for Harvard and he says, when I was in college, I ruptured my spleen and my coach, and I got like really depressed. Mm-hmm. My coach sat me down and told me something and he didn't explain it to me. And I'm going to tell you the same thing and I'm not going to explain it to you. You're just going to figure it out as you get older. And he says, picture yourself straddling, straddling the line, your left right, or left foot's in the past, your right foot's in the future, and you're pissing on the present. And I just remember at 16, I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Pissing on the present. <laughs> and then I said, coach, you got to explain that. He says, get out of my office. And I was like, no, but you can. He says, no, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I realized that you can worry about the things that have happened, but they're done. Take yeah. the silver lining from it, move forward. Yeah. You can worry about things that have never happened, but you have no control over those things. Yeah. If you, the only thing, if you want to dictate where you want to go, the only way you can do it is focusing on what you have control over, and that's the present. And Eckhart Tolle has a great book called mm. The Power of Now, which I love. love. 
very difficult to live like that. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not our default. No, it's our not. Our default is to go no. back and forth. And one of um, my brother's friends at the CrossFit gym he goes to in Vancouver, one of the girls that goes there, she's the stepdaughter of Eckhart. Oh, wow. So she goes with him on all his tours and stuff like that. And I just asked her, I said, what's he like? She says, that, that's like what I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, this no, she said, like... no, he's like that all the time. Yeah. He'll well, look that's at, what I picture him. He'll look at, he'll look at clouds like an and like, it's all great. Yeah. Like, everything's great. <laughs> but, you know? And even he describes in his book that he was depressed. Yeah. And and the thing is that I think that I've learned in my life, like I used to think, oh, if I do this, if I get my master's degree and then I start my own business and then I get my dream body and my dream man, then everything is going to be okay. And I'm no. never going to have to worry again. And then you get to those plates, like you never get anywhere. No. It's, you know, it's, there's never an arrival point. Yeah. And that's the thing is that uh, I think, you know, like when you were in high school, you were a senior, you're like... I'm on top of the world. Yeah, I know yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You get to college. You're a freshman. I'm like, well, I don't know anything. Yeah. And you get to college. You graduate college. You're like, I'm on top of the world. I know everything. Yeah. And you just need to understand that you will never be like get to the end. Yeah. Essentially, there's yes. always room to you grow. You never arrive. Yes. You never. And I think that's not a bad thing. No. I think, but if you set yourself up saying, all right, when I have this, I'm going to okay. feel like this, and exactly. I'm going to everything's going to be great. Yes. And when you get there, you will always be disappointed. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. And I remember like feeling empty so many times. But I think that, that that's a, an issue with, you know, it could be teachers you grew up with or yes. your parents or, or just, you know, society yeah. and, and social yeah. media and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so as long as you understand that, you know, if, if you're not growing, then you're dying. Like exactly. I, I think in my eyes, you yes. know, so it's a harsh truth, but yeah. you know, it's always about, I mean, the most successful people in the world are always learning and they, they, yeah. they feel like, you know, it's not done yet. Like exactly. I, there's, there's always something to learn, Yes. you know, so. And I think it's important to take that information and to know like that you can switch your thinking yes. to be grateful and present Mm -hmm. and to know that what we were talking about before like that those feelings of self-doubt can be your default to fall into negativity to get into depression because it feeds into i think sometimes the easier way out yes it's easier it's harder it's harder to look at the silver lining it's harder to be present yeah but it's more worth it yeah which goes into the nutritional aspect yes i think a lot of people think it's just easier to eat like crap yeah you know well we're going to talk about that right now so Basically, you were in your corporate job in architecture. You um, switched over to start starting to do CrossFit. Now you're in your tenth year mm-hmm. of the affiliate, and um, like we talked about before, you're big on nutrition. Yes. You, I, and I love it because yeah. that. So am I, and people don't realize it. So give us your aerial view yes. on nutrition. I mean, I mean, people can say, eat your broccoli, eat your chicken. You know, don't drink alcohol, don't eat sugar, but that's not sustainable for most people. So what is your overall view of nutrition? Obviously, you have a lot of experience in it. You've changed a lot of minds and bodies. So So with nutrition, I think uh, it's, again, it's the easy way out for any coach or trainer or CrossFit affiliate owner or whatever. It's the easy way out to not talk about nutrition Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's 23 hours of someone else's day which you have no control over. Yeah. So it's very easy to just ignore it, say, hey, yeah. here's a book, read it, do yeah. whatever you th- want to do. Exactly. Um, but for me, I understood very early on that, you know what, we don't do a lot of marketing. You know, So our marketing is the people. Yes. So if they're not thriving inside the gym and outside the gym with what they're doing with their nutrition, then my business doesn't thrive. So you know, I think an overview, yeah, it, nowadays it's just everyone's getting bombarded with 
you know, buzzwords and things to do and fads and all these things. And like you have mentioned in, in the talks you've given at the gym, that the diet industry is what? How big of an industry? Am I? 60 billion. Yeah, that's a lot That's of crazy. Money. Yeah, that's crazy. like, and, and the reason that it is so big is because there's repeat customers. It's, there's constantly, it's 24 hour fitness back. mentality. I want you to pay $99 a month or $40 a month and I don't want you to show up. Exactly. And that's it. You know, exactly. and then you're just spending the money. Making yourself feel like, all right, I'm, I signed up for a membership, so I'm making an effort. Yes. Do they actually go? No, because it's only 50 bucks. But yeah. that's why 24 Fitness and Globo Gyms all around the world make so much money. Yes. Because that's what they want. And they're all packed in January. Yeah. And yeah, then absolutely. they lose all their So people. with the nutrition, uh, bird's eye view, I, I think it's, um, people always ask, you know, is it 60, 40, 70, 30? I say it's 99.9% if, you know, what do you mean 60 40 like cheat versus yes. well that mentality yeah like 60% of, cheating, of which I don't like in, yeah 60 you know? 40 as in like yeah i don't have to be i mean it's 60% nutrition 40% oh, okay. exercise oh okay so okay, that's okay, what they're okay. talking about okay so i would say exercise is important yes, obviously but, but it is 99 yeah okay. i said in terms of what you want and at the end of the day set crossfit aside everyone wants to look good naked and i always say that jokingly yeah um but it's true, you yeah. know, and, and I think... Uh, well, and, I, and like we were talking about before, that is the byproduct yes. of being yes. your ultimate best self. Yeah. Not even in Oprah flowery language, but just like uncovering who you can be in yeah. all aspects. You know what I mean? But, and your body's but even set the aesthetics aside, one thing that drew me to CrossFit and the nutrition aspect is that um, they're not talking about nutrition. They talk about nutrition to support activity, to support yes, performance. Yeah, yeah. I get to, that. As fuel. Yes. But their big thing is let's focus on nutrition to combat disease. Yes. And I think that to me, like they, they always talk about, you know, insulin um, as like the silent killer. Like when yeah, you're, yeah. When you, you know, when you're spiking your insulin up and down, you're creating havoc on your system and things don't work properly. Yeah. And so for me, I thought, you know, that's, there's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of science backing this up and there's a lot of studies being done about this stuff. And again, you could talk paleo, you could talk macros, you can talk these things. At the end of the day, for me, it has changed over the years. Uh-huh. In the beginning, it was very strict paleo. Yes. And then we went into zone a little bit, yeah. but zone was very difficult for people to weigh and measure yes. um, just because they weren't disciplined enough to do it. Uh-huh. Um, and now I think I've kind of gotten over a hurdle with the whole paleo just because I understand that for me, I can do it because I'm disciplined. Yes. It's fine. Um, most people aren't like that. So yeah. as long as... Yeah, you're weighing and measuring, and you're you have the right proportions. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're having you know white bread, great, not the best. Yeah. But if you're counting those macros and you're really being disciplined about that, you know what? That's a win. You know. Yes. And yes, can we get you to let's do some like potatoes and rice over bread and pasta? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Um, but there's also baby steps involved. Yes. Yes. And so I tell people like that we have lots of people that love Diet Coke and they yeah. drink three Diet Cokes a day, and I say, yeah. you know what? Drink two a day. Yeah. And I'll consider that a win. Yeah. You know. And yes. so it's not about cold turkey because unless you are really disciplined, that's not. It's not sustainable for no, most people. No. And you've changed over the years too, because like when I first met you, you were like, I don't cheat. I mean, or and and that word. I talk yes. about it a lot that we should never use it as a cheat because it's a just, treat. it's a treat or, yes, yes. or it's just, I'm enjoying something right yes. now. 
but you wouldn't do that. But this goes back to what we were talking about before with the the body image. Yeah. You know? okay, and like yes. for me, I felt like, and again, it's dysmorphia. We all yes, have it. Yes. Yes. I felt like if I cheated more than once a month, or more than once every two months, uh-huh. I would lose the aesthetic that I had worked okay, so hard. So that for. was your motivation. Yeah. And now. Now I've it's realized different. that I can, I can still maintain the aesthetic that I like. Uh huh. Still perform the way I want. And not be so crazed about it, you know, because I think before I was very, yeah, I mean, it's, it's horrible. Like my, my father, um, makes these open faced, uh, tuna melt sandwiches. Uh And as a kid, I loved them, you know, and I'll never forget this. I went home one, one year and my dad gets so excited to make these for us and he Mm -hmm. made them and just knee jerk reaction when I was back in strict paleo. I just literally said this to him. I said, I'm not gonna eat that crap. And my dad didn't say anything, you know, but in retrospect, it, it kills me. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my God, like, yes. you're an asshole. Like, well, yeah. you were just an asshole, yeah. you know, because, and then I thought. But I get that. Though. Yeah. I get what, where you came from. Yes. You know And so I mean? now it's like, all right, you know what? I, a lot of people find food as an emotional connection, you yes. know, especially with certain cultures that nostalgia, I've experienced. Nostalgia. Like that, yeah. Um, so. I like going home and whatever, I have a rule now, whatever my dad cooks, I'm going to eat because A, I, I, I like it, yeah. you know, but. And you, know, you don't I, have any like sensitivities or allergies to foods, you know? I'm sure if I did a test, I might yes. be sensitive to certain things, but, but it nothing. Doesn't, it nothing doesn't drop better. you on your no, butt the next no, 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 day. No, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah. No. Like your digestion is fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, so yeah. then. But that's another thing is that when I had pizza, like once every two months. You would get um, wrecked. Probably. Yeah. I would get yeah. super wrecked. Yeah. You know? And then I'm like, okay, maybe. If I'm not getting Nazrek, does that mean I'm eating it too often? And then that plays with my mind. But at the end of the day, I just think, all right, you know, where am I? Where am I physically? Mm-hmm. Where are my numbers in the gym? You know, how do I feel? You know, and at the end of the day, you know, I want people to enjoy life. And I yes. think too often people view eating healthy as you got to starve yourself, you got to restrict yourself, and you just got to be you miserable. You got to be miserable. Yes. And it doesn't have to be like that. No, it doesn't. Know? So, um, but the problem is is that there is that you 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 dance on that line yes once you give people an inch they're going to go a mile yes or they say like you know how often can i what's like the most i can have without a and that's really missing the whole point yes and it's not about yeah i tell people it's not about this perfect equation you got to figure out it's about trial and error and what works best for you yeah you know because we're all so different you can't but this is going to work for everyone, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, there's a guideline. We want to focus on eating more natural foods and not yes. nothing processed. Yeah. But, again, then, you know, there's no cookie-cut answer. Yeah. Know? No, there isn't. Yeah. But you believe whole natural foods. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. As the foundation to yes. help. Yeah. Because, again, I... It's about Which longevity. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's longevity. And my older brother is the chief resident at Yale's Hospital. He's a primary care physician. He uh-huh. also teaches. Uh, he went to Columbia Medical School. He went to graduate school at Yale. Super, super smart guy. Uh-huh. I mean, he makes the rest of our family sick because he's so smart. But he doesn't know anything about nutrition. And that's crazy. Crazy. To me. Yeah. That, I mean, obviously now... he knows basic nutrition, but he's never taught this. And I've gone yes. over the talk that we give yeah. at the gym. And he likes this because, again, he was the only person out of his graduating class at Columbia to not specialize in something. He wanted to go into primary care because they had a shortage of them, obviously. But he views this as what he calls preventive medicine, you know, because he can write your prescription as a Band-Aid. But like we were talking about, that's not we're not attacking the root of the issue. So if someone, you know, sucks a bunch of fat out of their stomach thinking, ta-da, it's like, how did you? 
get to that, yes. you were doing other things just because yes. you sucked that yeah, out like, of your stomach doesn't change the fact you're still going to eat like shit. Like, yeah. Like you're on. still going to want to eat something when you're sad. Yes. You yes. still haven't yes. dealt with something. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. But the thing is, you know, it's just this, I want things now. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, uh, people, people are just lazy. You know, people become more complacent and they just accept and think, because there are more unhealthy, un out of shape people, yeah. it makes everyone feel a little more normal. So it's yes. a little easier to say, well, this is the norm, you yeah. know. So yes. you know, think about it. If everyone looked really fit and healthy, you'd probably, I mean, it'd be a different situation. Yes. You know. So yes. I think that that feeds into it because if you look at the demographic from now and like 50 years ago, it's a very different trend. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately. Uh, you know, I think when people get bombarded with those images as well, you know, I think it turns people off even more. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's like, it's almost out of defiance. It's like, no, screw that. I'm not going to yeah. exercise. You yeah. know, fuck those people, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm going to do what I'm going to do because uh-huh. life is short and I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. At least I'm enjoying my life and they aren't. Yes. And they tell themselves that, yeah. you know. And it's a different type of enjoyment. Yeah. Because I think people don't realize how good they can feel if they focus. Like, yeah. you and me are not about the 30-day challenges, no. really. It's... We both believe in the long haul, sustainability, yeah. baby steps, forever showing up every day. Um, but I think that most people are attracted to those 30-day things. But but regardless, I think they can be beneficial so they can realize how good they can feel. Yes. And so they can be a tool for the future. Like, hey, you know, I just took out wheat and bread for a month. I feel amazing. I add it back in and it makes me feel like shit. So maybe I'm going to be more discerning now. I find out that it, you know, makes me really bloated or inflamed or my, you know, I can't think the same. But what's crazy is that some people do get to those aha moments and they still go back. Yes. And that's deep issues. That's what I'm trying to do here is to help people realize like you don't have to be perfect you just have to have the strength within yourself to put yourself yep. first and to have, like you were saying before, before we started recording, to have that, you know, Yeah, there's a great quote that, um, and, you know, that I saw. It says, every time you eat or drink, you are either feeding disease or fighting. Yes. And I think that that's a huge thing. It is. It is. And, and I think until we, you know, a lot of people are defiant against it because, again, what if somebody's eating a certain way because... They haven't dealt with this traumatic thing that yeah. happened to them when they were five. Like yeah. that happened. That's real. Yeah, you and know that's I mean? the thing is that that, that that those are the conversations. Unfortunately, as a trainer or a coach, you gotta have. Yes. If you want to get to the root of the problem. And it, which is the only way I think to have a sustainable yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To just because then you're doing things for yourself, not because you are avoiding something that you don't want to yeah. feel because you can't face yourself. Yeah, because again, I've heard a lot of dark stories about why people do what they do yes. with nutrition. Yes. And, oh my God. You know, yes. it's it's traumatic. It is. You know? So I think it's, um, again, it's not going to happen overnight, just like exercise and fitness. And, and if someone wants to run a faster mile, you're not going to do it the next the next week. You're no. going gonna to have to be consistent. And exactly. I think... Um, Again, it's just people's attention spans are so short. So yeah, yes. the 30-day challenges seem so appealing because it's yes. like 30 days and then I'm done. And then I'm done and I can just go back to the old yes. way. Yes, Which is why diets fail. Yep. Which is what, you know, pretty much whatever you hear out there is the opposite of what I think and what you think. But yeah. it's the only way. It's more difficult, you know, at yeah. the beginning, I guess. But in the long haul, which we'll talk about later, 
it becomes just the way you are. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So nutrition, whole natural foods, totally on board with that. Overall thoughts on movement. Not necessarily CrossFit. Because uh, yeah. look, even though... I, look, and again, this is coming from someone that was a diehard CrossFitter in the beginning, which I still huh. am. Yes. But if someone tells me, we have people in the gym that do Zumba, yeah. you know, and... Yeah, yeah. I'm a horrible dancer, but hey, you know what? If that's your jam, <laughs> yeah, good. Hell yeah, you know, all I can t- I tell people, hey, doing this type of training through CrossFit will help your Zumba. Yes. And of course, that's what typically happens. Yes. Um, for me about movement, it's about actually moving. Okay. The thing is, human beings were designed to move. Yes. Um, and we are so sedentary now based on amenities and just... Laziness. Laziness and, and conveniences and stuff yes. like that. Busyness, Busyness, yeah, yeah. So in terms of movement, I think, you know what, whatever gets you off the chair, off the couch, I'm a fan of. You know, whether it be walking, whether it be, you know, step aerobics, whether it be a Peloton bike, I don't care. You got to move, you know. Um, So that's for me. In some capacity every day. Every day, every every day. day. Because at the end of the day, we were all designed to... I mean, if you really want to go back, hunt and forage your own food. Yes. That required exercise. Long distances of walking. Yeah. Yeah. Manual labor, you know, and I think, um, you know, if you had crops on your farm, they weren't just going to magically end up on your plate. You had to harvest them. You had to do these things, you know. So uh, we've come so far from being very active people just based on survival necessities um, that it's easier to just not do anything. Yes. So for me... I tell everyone CrossFit is designed for everyone, but it's not for everyone. Yes. You know, some people just don't like the intensity. They don't yeah. like, you know, the, pushing themselves to certain limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I totally respect that. Yeah. As long as you try it. Yes. You know, that's another thing. People don't yeah. want to do CrossFit because they say, oh, well, I've heard so many bad things about it. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of bad affiliates out there and, mm-hmm. and forget CrossFit. There are a lot of bad trainers out there. Oh, my regardless. God. Yes, you know? horrible. So I say you got to chop around. You got to listen to your body. Um, you got to speak up because too often people get intimidated when something yeah. is uncomfortable. Yeah. And we educate our athletes at this affiliate. You got to know the difference between soreness and pain. Yeah. So there's a big difference. And yes. some people who have never exercised before don't know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Sore quads are the most painful thing they've ever felt. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's hard to navigate sometimes. Yes. So sometimes we have to sit down and just... Say, all right, extend your leg, you know, sit down, stand up. What are you feeling? And if you don't do that and you don't allow for an environment for your client or athlete to be able to talk about those things, mm-hmm. yeah, people are going to get hurt, yeah. you know, yeah. because they're just too scared to speak up. Exactly. Know? And that's a problem too. Yes. So. so you think everybody should be moving every single day in some every capacity Look, in whatever it, way it moves for them, works for them. If you don't move, you will be stuck in a chair. Like, it's just... What about must... those people that say, like, I just hate exercise? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear it all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you need to find something that... Look, sports are yeah, exercise, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, it could be anything. You could you go could fly do. fishing. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You're standing. You're yes. moving your upper body. Yes. You're getting some rotation in there. I mean, at, at a minimum, you're sweating, you know? Yes. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, yeah. look... You know, I was just in Illinois and went to Abraham Lincoln's house. They lived in for 16 years before he became president. And uh-huh. just imagine a place with no AC. Like, it was awful. 
Yeah. <laughs> so these people were probably just losing weight just sitting in a room, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And again, it's a different lifestyle now, yes, you know? Yes, so totally. I think if people say they hate exercise, yeah, because they've probably been exposed to a gym, like a globo gym, isolating muscles, sitting on doing 10 repetitions oh, of three sucks. sets and all yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah, that does get boring. Yes. And every guy, some girls who have done bodybuilding, we go through the peaks of being super motivated, and then it's like, all right, you plateau, and you're like, I'm so bored. I'm yes, tired of yes. buys and tries, shoulders, chest, back, yeah. maybe legs. Yeah. You know, that's about it. Exactly. You know? So I, I think, you know, whatever. If you want to play, you know, shuffleboard, you want to do some bocce ball, I, yeah. something, you know, throw a frisbee, walk your dog. I mean, there's a million things you can do. A million things. That you don't have to view as exercise. Exactly. And which is what I want to get into now. Like, I used to view exercise as like, oh, God, I just have to do this stupid thing every single day. But now, after doing it for years, different things in different mm-hmm. capacity, I have to. Yeah. I have to do. And I know you're the same way, too. If I don't well, move, it's a, I get depressed. I get look, sad. I start to invent shit. I'm like, I hate my life. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, yeah. And I know you're the same way. But all those positive chemical responses that happen in the brain happen with that reward system of like exercise and doing these things so it's not you know you introduce that sensation and that experience often Mm -hmm. obviously you're gonna be like wow this is way better and i feel better than doing nothing exactly you know and but that's the thing is i think a a lot of people are just not consistent enough to get to that point yes and it's 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 getting over that first yeah you know so what is fitness and movement how does because i know like I said in the beginning, one of the reasons I wanted to have you is because you are probably one of the most disciplined people, definitely like top five that I know, um, that I've ever met because you show up every day, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that speaks a lot, not only for like, oh, whatever, this guy wants to be fit and get fit, but just like, I think the act of showing up yeah. every day is, is the point. I tell, you know I I tell mean? everyone, as long as you show up, you exactly. know, as long as you show up and Trust me, I work out by myself all the time, and I've been doing it since... You really only work out by yourself, right? Yeah, because I don't have training partners. I, I Sometimes I'll jump into a class, which is fun, but typically it's just by myself. Yeah. And the thing is... And that is takes that more. There are so many times, and maybe I don't come across it as feeling these things, but there are so many times where I don't want to work out. Yeah, so let's talk... Like, yeah. you still... like, And I want people to realize this, that motivation yeah. is bullshit yeah. I think because people are like how do you get motivated how do you stay Look, motivated I'm super unmotivated a lot of the times yes. because I'm just tired you know I'm, well, yeah. I'm because I've been you know up late training people or up early training people yeah. or you know whatever it may be and you know running a business is not easy and you know there are stressors and that but yeah there are so many times where I I find myself like doing something in terms of just like getting in the gym I know I have an hour to work out I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I think about what I've done in the past few days. And what I'll do is I'll just jump on a rower, start moving. And then I'll start, as I'm rowing 500 meters, I'll just think of a workout. Something mm-hmm. I could do. Yeah. You know, something that would complement something I did yesterday or a few days ago uh-huh. or something. You know, yeah. and so for me, unfortunately, it's never really a plan. I just know, I tell everyone this, it, <laughs> there's never been a time for me where... I've exercised, and even though I didn't want to do it, there's never a time afterwards where I'm like, yeah, I should have done it. Oh, my God. Never. But I there always are say times. It. There are so many times where I'm like, I just don't want to work out. And then you don't, and then and you, you feel, feel like crap, crap. Yeah. all day. Yeah. That's so what I, 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 yeah. I tell everyone, just 
Just start moving. Just start. You know? And realize, too, that you are not going to be motivated. I think people yeah. look at you and they think, or people that move every day, even me, too, they look up and they think, yay, like, we wake up, like, let's do yes. this today. No I'm way. so excited. I'm not a morning look. person. No. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very moody person. I mean, yes. never, my childhood nickname was Chris the Crank. I was just yeah. a very irritable person, you yeah. know? And, yeah. and I'm not going to be all bubbly and, exactly. and good morning you know yes, like yes. to me that type of stuff annoys me to be yeah, honest yeah yeah you know i have a client that i love him to death yeah. jose vargas i love you uh, um <laughs> but he is super chipper and i train yeah. this guy at five in the morning so yeah. at five in the morning before i've even had my coffee he's like morning and i'm uh, like oh my gosh i'm like jose shh, yeah i'm just not there yet yeah. you know yeah and for me it's it's about you know if you don't brush your teeth how do you feel yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Not good for your health. Yeah. You know? That's how I feel about exercise. Yes. So, it doesn't have, I don't have to be in there doing a crazy Fran Helen yes. workout yeah, and crushing yeah. myself. I like to do those once in a while. Yeah. But sometimes it's just going to be slow well, and steady. Move. Yeah, yeah. Just, and just move. Like this morning, uh, my girlfriend left for New York, early flight. Uh, I was up at like five. Um, I had a client seven, and I was like, all right, I'm already up. Maybe I'll go to the six o'clock class i wasn't going to take the workout or do yeah. the class so i literally just went in jumped on the rower and i rode ten thousand meters yeah not very hard yes took me like 55 minutes which is pretty slow yeah but you moved i just did ten thousand meters exactly i but, didn't have to think about it yeah i for me all sometimes what i do is i'll put a rower in the corner of a class and mm-hmm. i'll just watch the class work out and yeah. go through the the, the yeah, workout of the day yeah and for me that's like television yeah, you know? yeah, and then sometimes I can cue and coach someone while I'm rowing because yeah. I'm not really rowing my heart out. I'm just getting a sweat on and just getting volume. Exactly. And that's going back to the seal fit mentality. It's yes. not about. Well, I mean, like the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. Yes. You and know? Yeah. They're, they seal fit is again. If you don't know what that is, it's just derived from um, uh, former commander Mark Devine, who was a former Navy SEAL, and he just created. Uh, he was a huge fan of CrossFit, obviously, but he created a, a CrossFit program for. Uh, people that want to be Navy SEALs or want to experience a different, you know, avenue of, of, of CrossFit, which mm-hmm. is just going to be more about, we always talk about CrossFit as forging elite fitness with SEAL fit. It's just forging mental toughness. Yes. And through, through these crazy workouts. Yeah, through these crazy workouts. And so one thing that fascinates me and has always fascinated me is Navy SEALs and what they go through and the type of training they go through. And and I have um, friends that are Navy SEALs, former Navy SEALs, or EODs, or whatever, and just listening to their stories, like, it, to me, if I had known about that earlier on, and again, I was living overseas, so I didn't know about Navy SEALs, or what that took, or when you could enlist, or whatever, it just wasn't an option for me, but I think if I had known about it in my early teens, mm-hmm. that's something I probably would be trying to go for, or maybe doing now, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it was just circumstantial, um, but... You know, that's what I tell a lot of people is that seal fit, it's about intensity to some, some degree and you need to work those systems. But seal fit is more about let's just, you know, put something in front of you that every second of that workout, you are going to be self-doubting yourself. You're going to be telling yourself it's too long. You're never going to finish. This hurts. It's You're tired. You want to stop. And it's about creating a positive mantra. And, yeah. and, and that's just in life in general. Yes. Like, I think that's what's great about Navy SEALs is that uh, I think that if you are a Navy SEAL, you can do literally anything. Yeah, yeah. You are equipped to do anything. Well, this is how, like, fitness translates to life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how you change the way you talk to yourself. 
you change the way that you perceive like what you are able to do, mm-hmm. which can you know catapult you in so many different areas yeah. of your yeah. life. But what I think I want people to know is that when you see people doing something every day and being quote unquote motivated, you wake up some days and you don't want to do it and you yeah. just do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And you just and that's what I tell myself too. Like now I expect that feeling. Wake yes. up, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to go through the motions and I'm going to do it anyway. And yeah. I think that that to me that act of showing up and doing things that I don't want to do has really shifted who I've perceived myself to be because oh, it's absolutely. like that you know? can translate like we said into every other aspect. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that the fitness aspect does translate to every facet of your life. Yes. And you know? I think that that's what you promote. Yes. In general. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think people often think is fitness as this luxury. You know, it's an yes. it's, it's this thing that if I have spare money and spare time, that's what people do. Yeah. And it's like, look, you don't need to spend a lot of money on a gym membership. You could literally go find a rock and run around the block with it. You know, like, <laughs> you know, dig a ditch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. time yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things yes. you can do. You know, yeah. And going back to the military, you know, we have a lot of men and women that are coming back from these tours that did CrossFit, do CrossFit, and they're coming back with no arms and no legs. Is that stopping them? No. So someone comes to me and they're like, "I just, I, I have a sprained ankle." I said, "That sucks." You know, but you have another leg and two arms, yeah, and an upper body, and like a lot of stuff we could do. Yeah. You know, and then I'll show them pictures of these adaptive athletes that are doing CrossFit. I said, "Look." They no longer have their ankle. So what what yeah. are we gonna do now? Yeah. Like how do you feel about that? Yes. You know, Kyle and Maynard Ky- Yeah, Kyle Maynard is, is a uh, big advocate of CrossFit. He owns an affiliate. Um, he's a quad amputee and he literally has no arms and no legs. And he does CrossFit. Yeah. He owns an affiliate. He he he's a coach, you know, and that's another thing is that you know what? It, there are no more excuses, you know? Yes. And, and to me that's all those things are. It's just mm-hmm. an excuse. Yes. Doctor said I couldn't lift weights or do any sports. I could have bought that and said, you know, I can't do those things. You yeah. know, and yeah. then all of a sudden you've just limited yourself on and that's another thing with seal fit, they they try to break you down, obviously just like they would do with actual Navy SEALs during their training. Break you down and then build you back up to to be someone different, to understand that at any moment even if you're exhausted, you haven't slept in 50 hours, you have 20 times your actual potential at any given moment. Yes. And that's what I want people to understand, that it isn't about, you know, just fitness. It's yes. about how fitness makes you believe yeah. and show you, like it shows you that you are capable of so much more than you think. And that, yes. I think that that's that sentence right there. Yeah. All these things show you more that you're capable of so much more than you believe. And it's true. Like, I surprise myself every day with, like, the way I talk to myself and then what I actually do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And I, but I think also it's a generational thing. I think people yes. back, like, in my dad's time, my dad's now 76, when he was my age, like, you know what? You had adversities. You had tough times. You didn't talk about it. You don't whine about it. You don't complain. You just yeah. get you just through it. it. Yeah. And now because we're all pampered yeah. <laughs> to get people out of that mindset. We're spoiled. Yeah. yeah, we're spoiled. It's it's harder to do it. Yeah. And not everyone's going to convert, you know? Exactly. Um, they're just going to go back to what's easy. Yeah. You know? So. Yes. But know. it's always worth it to do always. the hard thing. Always. Always. Which always. is like, I look at that in every area. Like, 
if I don't want to do something, there's probably a big chance that it's what I should be doing. People always say, you oh, know? I didn't want to do that workout. I'm like, that means you probably should have done that workout. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So things, and we always say in CrossFit, and again, it sounds so, you know, whatever, but, um, you know, we want to make you comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. You know, the sooner you're... Well, that's how you grow. Any, any you work grow. situation, sink or swim situations, I've always grown from. You know, oh, even yes. if you fall flat on your face, yes. you learn. You, you know, learn. now if you do things that you feel comfortable with all the time, then you become complacent. You're not stepping out of those. We want to, you know, we're always talking about just in CrossFit and in life, you want to blur those comfort margins. Oh, yes. So guys that only do bicep curls are going to love bicep curls. And as soon as I have them run a mile, they're not going to feel so comfortable. Yes. Girls that love to do cardio and I say, hey, now we're going to do a back squat. They're not so comfortable. Yes. You know, but the idea is to just expose you to that point. And CrossFit, I think everyone thinks you have to lift this crazy weight and do these things really fast. No, yeah. you know, anyone that's a good CrossFit coach or trainer knows that it's about doing the common uncommonly well, meaning if you have a good air squat, great, but I need to see that air squat done great over a consistent period of time yes. before we apply load or increase intensity. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. too often, coaches just say, oh, well, a good squat, let's throw some, yeah, yes, some weight on that yes. bar and let's front squat some heavy weight. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you know, that's how people get hurt. Well, you have to respect people for where they are yep. and also to not push them to a place that yes. they're going to get injured. And, but that's also mean? being an attentive coach, understanding where those people, uh, where their capacities lie, mm-hmm. when to push and when not to. Yes. Um, because then again, some people will get comfortable with doing CrossFit yeah, yeah. and then just stag- stagnate. Yes. They just don't progress because yes. you're not pushing them on certain things that they, they have great technique. They're capable of doing it, but you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I just want to be better safe than sorry. I don't want anyone to get hurt. And I get that. That's yeah. super important. But if someone's been in your gym for five years and they still back squat 95 pounds, it's like. Yeah. Well, that's that's a metaphor yeah. for life. Yeah. Because, like, I have been for a while now, like, kind of on a journey of, like, personal growth. And I'm uncomfortable all the time. I know mm-hmm. you are, too. I'm yeah. uncomfortable every day. Yep. And most of the time, like, I want to stay in bed. I just want to sit on my couch and watch Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and just be comfortable. I'm like, man, this feels so good. I'm just it's chilling. The best. Like, I'm when just you, chilling. When you I'm know? just in bed after a shower, I'm just like, I don't want to move. I know. Life is so awesome. It's amazing. But yeah. then at the end of that day, I feel like shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like, not all the time. Sometimes it's needed. In general, I have issues with resting. Uh, um, me too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I think I want people to realize that if you are growing in your life and if you or if you want to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. And you yep. need to expose yourself to uncomfortable situations frequently. Yeah, there's another quote I like from um, Andy Stumpf, who is actually a, 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 a former Navy SEAL. He said, uh, what you allow in your presence is your standard. So yes. that's yes. the thing is if you surround yourself with lazy people yeah. or people that are just not motivated or yeah. just whatever, yeah, that's your standard. And that's yes. what you're properly going to be Exactly. So, you know, I think uh, for a lot of people that step into CrossFit gyms, they get motivated because now they're amongst people that are like-minded, that are putting their health and wellness ahead of things. Yeah, making it a priority. And and we know, too, that, like, it can be really hard to – there's even, like, shaming involved, I think, if you – you know, I live in a very healthy way. I eat healthy. I hardly drink. And I get shamed all the time for wanting to go to bed early sometimes yep. because I want to wake up and, and feel good yep. and have a good workout or something. And 
that's very difficult. It used to be very difficult for me. Now I know that it's just all about them. Yes. But I think that that's common in our society to make fun of people because they want to make a better choice for themselves, you know? But it, for me, I think those are just people projecting. Their, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. It's about them. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. So we've talked about nutrition, movement, mindset. Quickly, what in your mindset when you are going through these workouts, going through difficult things, what is it that you tell yourself in those moments? I always tell myself, keep moving. You know, so keep moving, you know, keep breathing, keep moving, keep breathing, keep moving. Um, and that's why I try to train people here to create, it's gotta be a quick, short, little positive phrase that you tell yourself. Uh, Mark Devine tells himself, uh, looking good, feeling good ought to be in Hollywood. He shouts that out every time he's having a moment of weakness. It's kind of funny. It's catchy. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just need something short um, that just would trigger me to say, all right, it snaps me out of my negative thought yes. process. Which and comes just, up during the workouts. Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I want people to realize that. that yeah. not uh, You see these people who are, you know, doing extraordinary things and they still have the shitty thoughts that we do yes. sometimes, yes. Yes. you know? So that's so, very uh, important. Uh, yeah. it's You got to create something, you know? Yeah. Like uh, a... Uh, Greg Amundsen, he's one of the original fire breathers of CrossFit, one of the first guys to do CrossFit with Greg Glassman. He always says, breathe in fire. That's his his mantra. Yeah. You know, and he's a big seal fit advocate. Um, great guy. He came to our gym, gave a, a lecture. Um, and I'm, you know, some friends with him. But, um, but yeah, just another guy that just exudes this idea that, you know what, everyone's capable more. Um, but you got to have the tools, you yes. know, like, and one of those tools is, you know, you got to have that positive saying, yes. you know, and if you don't have it, you got to think about it. Yeah. You know? There's so many things yeah. that you could come up with, but I think that's awesome. So now let's talk about what I really wanted to talk yes. about, which is the body image. Oh yeah. So tell me what you go through, like, has, has it evolved? What was your first exposure into kind of realizing that, because I'm a big proponent in like, you know, I do think that bodies are a physical expression of how you feel at any moment. There's this big body positivity movement going on right now, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I can be a fan of um, sometimes, but I do think that it promotes, I don't want to say laziness, but I think it promotes apathy. And it's saying, like, I'm accepting myself, you know, and I love myself, which is amazing. But at the same time, I think at moments you're not taking care of yourself. You know what yes. I mean? So do you know about the body positivity movement? No. These, you know, women that are... Oh, like plus size? Group? Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that they... Yep. You know, it's like a big yep, movement yep, 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 now. Yep. And then I think that, like for me, I can look, I know that the way that I look is just an expression of how I feel. Yeah. You know? And it has nothing to do with discrimination Mm-hmm. or anything like that it's just a fact for me and it's not even about being obsessed with the way that I look it's like if I'm taking care of myself the way that I look is going to translate yeah you know and I, I, I we were talking about this before but I think that you know for me it's about you know that that adage you know you got to put your best foot forward and I yes. think uh it's down to people that you know just dressing nice you know yes. you want to present something to the world that you're you're proud of and I think yeah. people that just let themselves go, I think, uh, you know, if, if there is some dialogue there that says, hey, you know what, you really just don't care. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's an elitist approach that I take, and I think, yeah. you know what, uh, I, I tell everyone this again during the lectures, I say, anyone can eat like shit. 
but are you just another faceless head in the crowd? You know, I am not, and I will not accept that. Yeah. So I'm going to stand out because I'm not a sheep, you know? So, uh, you know, with the whole, with guys, I mean, I mean, for me, like, come on, this is going to sound really whatever, but there are days I wake up and I'm like, man, I feel fat. You know, like, Which, like, you guys will probably again. see a picture of him. I'll probably put it on the cover of this podcast. But Chris is ripped. Like, he has a six-pack. He. But, but there are days where I wake up and I... And I, and I have heard you. Yeah. Like, you're doing sit-ups. Yeah. And you're like, God, I'm so out of shape. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like a dysmorphia. Yes. I think we all yes, have it. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. you'll say I feel... And you've told me this before. Too. You're like, man, you would have killed me if you would have heard... Because you know how I am. Yeah. I'm very, like, accepting. Yeah. And lots of love for people, all people's bodies and everything. Um, but you're, like, you're going to kill me if you heard what I was saying to myself the other day. Like, mm-hmm. I feel fluffy or I feel um, just, you know, you're, you're not feeling good in your body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is why I think, too, that body image is, doesn't really have to do with bodies. No. Because, like, for example, me... When I was at my thinnest, which took a lot of effort, and I even lost my period, mm-hmm. and, like, it was not the healthy place for me to be. I was like, okay, the day I get my body, this body, it's, it's like, my life is going to be made and complete. Yeah. And then I got there, and I still hated my body. Yeah. You know? So it's like, that's big dysmorphia. But how do you experience that? Well, for me, it's, it's down to, like, a nutritional thing. So, if, okay. like, if I have alcohol on a regular basis... Uh-huh. Um, I, under, I, I just know a difference in my aesthetic. Okay. Um, and does that, what do you, what do you, do you get bothered if your aesthetic isn't looking a certain way? Yeah. Yes. So look, it's a, it's a known fact that I work out with no shirt on all yes, the time. All the time. <laughs> uh, if you ever see a picture of me posted or uh, that I post where I'm wearing a shirt, that is a day that I was not feeling that great about myself. You know, okay. in terms of where I was at aesthetically. Okay. okay. Um, and again, it's going back to my goals with CrossFit have changed. You know, before yeah. it was about competition. It was about um, performance. And as much as I, I believe and obviously we want to increase your capacities uh-huh. um, over all sorts of different domains. Um, for me, it's it's not about that for me anymore. For me, it's about, like we were saying, just constantly moving, yeah. doing something. Yeah. Um, it's about being injury free. Mm-hmm. And it's about maintaining an aesthetic that I'm happy with. Yes. So, you but know what? do you think that aesthetic, do you think that for you having a better aesthetic means that you're a more worthy and valuable person? I don't put, I don't view it like that. For okay. me, it's just about, uh, you know, being happy. You know, okay. like I'm most happy when I feel and look a certain way. So it's all about, it's about the feeling. Too. Feeling. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Because I agree with that too, that when you feel a certain way, you look a certain way by default. Yes. But yes. like, do you ever look in the mirror and you might say like, feeling a little off today, but you're like, but do you like braid yourself? Um, no. No. Okay. No. All I know is I, I look at myself and I'll say, yeah, I know exactly what I need to do. And then I do it. Okay. So like, I know I've done this long enough where you know, if I, um, I've come off a week of like a vacation, I've had alcohol in some form or fashion, maybe on small amounts uh-huh. every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see the effects and feel the effects in terms yeah. of aesthetics. Yeah. And so I know if I just cut out, you know, no drinking for four to five days, stick to what I typically eat, uh-huh. I'll get back to where I need to be. 
Yes. You know, so I found where that is, you know, and I tell everyone, you know, you, you got to ask yourself this question, where are you in relation to where you want to be? Yes. And that will determine how stringent or not strict yes. you need to be on what you're feeling your body with. Exactly. So for me, it's never about this self-worth. I always think... Because uh, that's like really what I'm focused on now. Yes. Like how that, how your body and the way you look translates in your own mind to how you feel about yourself, your self-esteem, your yeah. confidence. Well, yeah. Well, like I mean, if I don't feel, if I don't feel like I have a certain aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to feel more self-conscious. You know, maybe why? I might be, why, well, because, um, that's a deep question. <laughs> But it's like what yeah. you need to think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, I mean? maybe I do put a lot of like self-value on what I look like. And mm-hmm. I think also, you know, I don't know if this is a factor, but, you know, the fact that I am, you know, an affiliate owner. Exactly. You got to look the yes. part. Yes. You know, like yes. no one's going to trust a skinny chef type of thing, you yes. know? And, yes. And it's just a funny phrase, but... At the same time, it's like, you know what, if I weighed 500 pounds and I'm trying to give you nutritional advice, yeah, am I really the best person? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. no. You know, yeah. so for me, um, You're I'm always about leading by example. Yes, you know? yes, um, yes. But yeah, maybe, yeah, I think, you know, when I'm not feeling a certain way with where I'm at physically, uh, it definitely takes a toll on me mentally. Because, like, for example, if you go on vacation and you eat kind of like shit, you're drinking, it's like, whatever, that happens on vacation. But, like, you can look at, like, you said you look in the mirror and you say, like, all right, I know what I need to do now. I just need to get back on track. But it's like... It doesn't spiral me into, like... that's what I'm talking about. Okay. If anything, it, it, it does the opposite. Okay. Like, I'm more of the, like, I'll just say, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, like, get your shit together, you know? Yeah. Um, because you know you're not that comfortable right now. Exactly. You know, and exactly. that's the thing is that I want to be able to sit in a room and just feel great yeah. about where I'm at, what I'm doing, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, I'm the type of person, and I think a lot of people do it. I project those things onto other people. Yes. And me, again, another motivation is that I deal with lots of people. Yeah, and I can't be projecting my my issues about not being where I want to be on other people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that can be a problem. But like your fundamental view of yourself, mm-hmm. your confidence and everything, like it doesn't come. Like you know that the most worthy parts of you come from the invisible things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think, think that that's also... the most differentiating. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, for example, you come back from vacation, or let's say something happens to you again. God forbid, mm-hmm. you injure yourself, and that debilitates the way that you work out, and then you have a different physique. You know that you're still the same. Yes. Person. Absolutely. You absolutely. know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just coming from my my upbringing and my exactly and stuff exactly like that, for sure. Yeah. But like we were saying before. Guys don't talk about this issue, that dysmorphia that they might have, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, you know, very interesting. And I think it's important too, which I kind of said is to differentiate your body image from your self-image. So like the body, the way it looks doesn't really, or not necessarily, it can be correlated, but it doesn't necessarily have to be correlated with the amount of self-worth that you embody at any moment mm-hmm. with the invisible parts of yourself. Yeah. What can guys do, you think? Because I think that you have a lot of awareness around this topic. What do you think that men can do 
or women. I mean, mostly for men to get a better view of themselves and um, to have a better body image. I think it, you know, it's it's asking certain questions like, you know, what do you want? You know, and that's what I ask a lot of people when they first come into the gym. What do you want? You know, um, maybe they might say something specific. I want nice arms. I want abs. I want these things. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I understand that abs are made in the kitchen, not the gym type of thing. Yeah. But to, I think, even thinking about it now, I mean, it's it's a very, very gray area, you know, because, I don't know, I mean, to, I could easily tell you, well, I don't have, I, I don't separate, I separate the two. But I've been doing this so long that it is really it's a part, part of you. me. So, yes, like, yes. I think for, I would tell a lot of people is, you know, figure out, you know, A, you know, again, that question, where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, where are you in relation to that idea, mm-hmm. you know? And then from there, you know, it's just trying to navigate towards that. That's not going to completely alter your life abruptly, you know, because again, going cold turkey or doing things, you know, completely changing your routine is yeah. probably not going to last. Yes. Um, but this, I mean, the, the self-image, I, I think also, I don't know if this is wrong for saying this, but I think it's just more accepted for guys to just be a little overweight. I don't know. I mean, it's not... There's more pressure on women. Yeah, way more pressure. Way know? more. And like, if you see a guy, and again, I normally don't give a lot of, and especially who I am and my business and everything, is not all about looks as the goal. Mm-hmm. It's about fixing and dealing with your shit. Yes. And then all of that comes by accident. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but, I think that that's, that's it. Yes. I think when people come in, I'm like, you know, you just got to, you can't focus on the picture. Of, yeah. The, Im- the the aesthetic. You yeah. gotta you gotta focus on the type of training you're doing, being consistent with that, and then eating healthy. Yes. And then you know what? Let the chips fall where they may. Exactly. You know. But it's I think about making a decision to first of all, like, and this goes into body image for everyone, is to make a decision that you're gonna value yourself, mm-hmm. you're gonna love yourself and have compassion for yourself, and showing up moving and eating well eating foods that work for you are the foundation and the baseline for you to become who you need to be and through doing those actions you create a better self-image but this idea of like this self-actualization i think a lot of people just it's too much for them yeah. Sometimes they're they like, they don't want to you know, see the. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite issue. movies in, in Fight Club is, is, or one of my favorite movies is Fight Club. And one of the scenes where they're in the car and Brad Pitt says, you know, what would you do before you die? You know, do you know that? Yeah. You know, ask yourself a simple question like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to build another, a house and do this stuff. And I was like, yeah. But like, yes. that's another thing. Like, hey, those are bigger concepts that some people just don't you know, talk about, you yeah. know, or want to talk about. Well, know? they're like, just tell me what to do. Exactly. I get, I see people for nutrition and they're like, just give me a meal plan. I'm like, yes, kind of not how I work. Yes. You yes, know, yes, and, yes, and, yeah, and yeah. those people don't get to where they, they want to yeah. because they're focusing on, on the wrong, wrong things. things. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, one last question before we get into the quick fire. Um, what do you think we were ta- talking before about how, like, we're both about sustainability and about doing things forever. And, you know, for you, this is just the way that you live. You train, you eat, you mix your life in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you just, this is how you live. And the same for me. Like, 
my movement and the way that I eat are constants. And I'm not binging. I'm not restricting on my diet. I just eat, mm-hmm. you know. I don't kill myself in the gym. I just move every day. Yeah. But I push myself, you know. Yeah. I think that that's the fundamental issue with people sometimes is that they think that living in a healthy way is a burden and mm-hmm. hindrance and they just oh got to get through it so then I can just be how I used to be yeah. what do you think is the differentiating factor that takes people over that hump to the point where they view it as sustainable and they love the way that they live while living their life and doing the things that bring them happiness I think the difference is the people that change what they're doing outside the world in okay. terms of nutrition Okay. Because we have two people, you can have two people that exercise, do the same program, yeah. and one person is changing some nutritional choices, yes. and then all of a sudden, you know what, then, again, the results are going to be faster, it's going to be more impactful because people don't realize the effects certain things have on your body when you ingest them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people that get on board with changing the nutritional lifestyle mm-hmm. um, will... I think there's a higher rate of success, you know, so we have, uh, you know, a couple in the gym that, you know, they struggle with food and, and, and weight and things like that. And, you know, the wife, she just doesn't want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? I'm here. Just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yes. You know, cause you just make me feel bad Yeah. because she knows that it makes her feel bad, you yes. know? So I stopped talking about it. Yeah. And she found out that she has celiac. Oh my God. So I'm like, I'm sorry. That's horrible. But like, also a blessing. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so yeah. now all of a sudden, this gives her the motivation to say, I, I just feel like crap. Yes. And it wasn't until she realized she had a condition. Unfortunately, that's not, a, I mean, most people don't know they have celiac. Yeah. Um, and she just cut gluten out of her diet. Now she's lost like 10 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Which she couldn't have done and didn't do before because. Until she didn't have like yeah. a scare or something. Yeah. But then, you know, so I think. I'm not saying, you know, lie to yourself and tell yourself you're allergic to something, but I think the difference between people that get over that hump are the people that, uh, because ultimately it's the weight loss and the weight loss happens with the food, not the exercise. Yes. So I'll tell you, you can run faster, you can get stronger, you aesthetically will not change very much if you don't Uh change the way you eat. Mm -hmm. Just like when I ran marathons, there are still overweight people running marathons and they're running faster than me Yeah. Yeah. because they're very good at doing that because that's all they do, but Uh they still carb load and do that whole school way. Uh So, you know, that I think is going to be the, again, the foundation, which Mm -hmm. is really the... I think the point of this whole talk is that that is without that strong foundation, nothing is going to stand, yeah. you know? And so, um, I've seen the people that get over the hump are the ones that are eating healthy, change the way they eat, see the results. And then, you know what? The biggest, uh, thing that gets people is when someone sees them that hasn't seen them in a while, they say, Oh my God, you look amazing. Yeah. That right there. I mean, yes. self-esteem points go through the roof. Yes. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, okay, now yes. everything's kind of coming together and I understand the bigger picture here. Yeah. You know, that... But it know. is about the bigger picture, yes. you know? Yes, yes. Um, so I think that that's a great answer because without the food, I think by shifting your relationship with the food, you shift your... Especially people who have... Um, who are emotional eaters. Yeah. Like, I will always be... That lives within me, but now it's like you manage it in a certain way and by dealing with that and looking at it knowing that it doesn't have power over you really translates into all these other areas yes. which is amazing yeah absolutely 
So I have a couple of quick fire All right. questions. Favorite vegetable? Jeez. Um, uh, I like broccoli. Okay. And fruit? You don't really eat fruit. Fruit? Uh, I like watermelon. Oh, wow. Okay. Sugary. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you think your purpose is? My purpose is to, again, get people um, changing their lives through basically, you know, a healthy lifestyle and nutrition. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, with architecture, I thought, all right, I'm going to leave my footprint on the world building a building and whatever, which is really a kind of a selfish thing. But um, for me, I realized my, my purpose, I think, is to serve others. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, get them to where they want to be, mm-hmm. you know, because I've seen what this program and this lifestyle has done for me. Um, and it's been very good to me and it's just paying it forward. I want, you know, it'd be selfish of me to keep all this information and say, you know what, I'm just going to reap the benefits of this and everyone else can be fat and lazy. Yeah. But you know, the thing is if I can extend someone's life, one of my private clients, Rick Mattaway, he's such an amazing human being, him and his wife and his family, you know, he's now 71, um, and he's lost, when I start to, maybe 30, 40 pounds, but that's going to extend his life, you know, and, and to be able to do that, you know, you can't essentially put a price tag on, on time, you know, and so, uh, for me to, you know, and he was turning 70 when, like, David Bowie passed away at 70, and, and, uh, else passed away I think Alan Rickman or someone someone else was 70 but mm-hmm. he said wow like that would have been me yeah. you know and, and that for me is my purpose is to yeah. serve others and get them uh, living longer lives you okay. know so for sure and what is your death row meal you're about to die mm. this is like very morbid and I know you're like no that's okay um, like I, I would say it would be um, just pizza <laughs> We like, talk a lot about how your yeah. food is like the bready pizza, pizza stuff. Salty, you're not sweetie, savory, not sweetie, but like no. you're not into yeah. the sweet no. stuff. No, no, no. It would be like like New York style, like Italian sausage, black olives, green peppers, pizza. For sure. Super specific. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what <laughs> you're going out with. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the best piece of life advice? We've kind of talked about this the whole time. But one piece of it that you could leave people with? Um, it's never too late. I think too often people come in here in their 40s and 50s and mm-hmm. they say, you know what? It's too late, you know? And, you know, I tell everyone, I mean, it's never too late. You know, I think you're you're just buying into that idea. And, and it, it's going back to, uh, again, what I always tell people is that, you know what? You only get one ticket. Yeah. Make it the best ride you can you know because people often say like I, I'm gonna do it tomorrow I'm gonna start Monday I'm gonna start next week and then I'm like you could get hit by a bus tomorrow that's not I mean then what are you gonna look back on your life and say oh man I wish I'd done that exactly so I always say you know you know be present it's never too late and um going back to that idea that you know life is short yes so don't be miserable you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, there are so many things that you can't control in life. And I said, the, I tell people, the one thing you can't control is what you put in your mouth. Yeah. And you know what? Start there. 
Yeah. You know, um, you can't control stress in life, relationships, just work, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can control what you fuel your body with. And if you owned a Ferrari, you would put premium gasoline. If you pissed in your gar- car's gas tank, you wouldn't be able to run. Yeah. And the thing is, everyone thinks they're putting premium fuel in their engines, and it's subgrade on yes. many levels. Yes. So I, you know, it's say, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, we use Annalise Delugash as an example. Like oh she's a beautiful young woman, and she was very close with us, and we trained her since she was a teenager, and had her whole life ahead of her. Choked on a chicken bone, and now she's, she's not with us anymore, you know? And I think that that's... Crazy story. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? Look, that, you know, unfair things happen, you know? And and to me, still, it's it's very hard for me to, to think about that and think about her because sometimes it's, you know, there are moments where I... I, I I still think she's here, you know, yeah. and, and I'm like, you know what, you don't want to be, you know, she was doing everything right, you yeah, know, she, she was, was, everything was great. She was and like I mean, a model citizen, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean. So, um, yeah, just, just start, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so. Well, thank you so much for giving your, yeah, this is awesome. All of your stuff, and do you think, do, is there anything else you wanted to say? Um... No, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, if you're listening, um, you know, find a good coach, find an atmosphere that you enjoy being in. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, surround yourself with people that will, you know, get you out of your your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. you know, in a good way. Yes. Uh, And then just stick with them. You know, it doesn't have to be CrossFit. You know, if you want to do, you know, Orange Theory or... Whatever. Soul cycle or Soul even cycle. just walking or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Something that'll, you know, make you a better person and yeah. to feel better. Yeah. But I want to thank you for doing this. We've talked about it for a really long I time. Know. And obviously we're in Miami, so tell people how they can find you, if they want to look you up on Instagram or if they want to come yeah, into the Yeah, my Instagram handle is cdholt. Uh, my, the website is www.crossfitthreshold.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well under CrossFit Threshold. Uh, but yeah, if you're ever in Miami, you can come check us out. Um, and yeah, just send us, uh, an email and, uh, you know, we'd love to have you in. Um, so yeah, this was awesome. All right. We'll hope to have you back at some point. All right. Bye, Chris.